Welcome to Finding Your Inner Badass with Tom and Bridget, with inspiring stories of those conquering incredible odds and achieving unusual levels of success. Their stories might inspire you. Be sure to tune in and listen to this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Inner Badass with Tom and Bridget. On today's show, we have John Murcott. John is a thought advisor, trusted partner, and coach who helps. Nearly. Thought partner, trusted advisor, coach. (laughs) Sorry. That's funny. (laughs) I might just leave this in. (laughs) It's it's honest. It's raw. It's vulnerable. I, I screwed up the intro. But this is John. John has been uh, in my life for a few months now through uh, training that we've uh, been both a part of. And we've also uh, done some deeper work with the same coach, Ryan Matthew, who eventually will be a guest on this show. Um, But uh, John joins us from Plymouth, United Kingdom, Mm -hmm. from his new new digs and Bridget is joining us from Switzerland, just fresh off the ski hill. And we are ready to do a deep dive. (laughs) We are ready to do a deep dive on how John found his inner badass. John, welcome. I'm happy you are here. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You you know our title of this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Find your inner badass. When you think about your inner badass, Mm-hmm. What was the most significant event in your life which brought you on track of your inner badass? That's a mm. difficult one at the beginning, I know. Well, the first one that comes to mind, um, the very first one was um, I was 13 years of age. And I was sitting in agricultural school uh, class. Uh, I used to go to an agricultural class in New Zealand. And at the time, back in the 90s, um, rugby league over there had a bit of a reputation. Um, we played rugby union. Rugby union was a little public school sort of thing. And rugby league was kind of played on a Sunday and it was um, had a bit of a reputation being rough. And somebody said to me, do you want to try it out? I said, yeah, sure. I'd love to. You know, give another I play any sport, don't care. Um, and the chat next to me, I remember his name, his name was Walker Fleming. Sorry if you're watching this, Walker, but you know, hey, I'm going to call you out. Um, he probably never will. Um, uh, his name was Walker Fleming. He said, Do you want to know what it's going to be like? And I said, Sure. And he punched me in the head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, Okay, right. Uh, so anyway, turned up. Um, and Fast forward 12 months, sort of uh, 12 months on there, I had a trial for New Zealand to play rugby league uh, in the trials. Uh, didn't get in that year. Went to um, went to the selectors at the time and said, look, what are you looking for in a fullback? What, are you, what do I need to do? And they told me, everyone laughed at me. Um, and I said, from that point, I said, next year, I'm going to be a junior Kiwi. And, um, and, I did, and I was. And 12 months later, exactly what I did so it was that's that's sort of the point where like it's just like somebody tells me that I can't do something that's like I'm gonna do it then I'm gonna find a way 
So that's probably my first memory about it, really. Did you realize that in that moment? Uh, sorry, say again. Say the question again. Did you realize that in that moment? Um, no, I just thought that, to be honest with you, um, you know, I grew up without a father. Um, my mum was a um, single mum. Um, he left when I was six. And I grew up with two sisters as well. So I didn't really have a, a sort of, you know, a father figure or a masculine sort of figure. Um, so... I just, I didn't ever want to be bullied, if that makes sense, and didn't ever want to be told what to do, I think. And, and in that point, I think, you know, I just, I took the hit. I didn't want to, I didn't want to fight back because that wasn't me, you know. Um, and it's put me in really good stead as well going forward because I'm not, you know, even when I then started playing and I got to play sort of semi-professional, it was a case, you know, I never railed up. You know, I never had that that sort of, you know, what I know now is that, you know, fight flight mode of of um, I can stay calm. And I actually realized that from that to going to through all my sort of things that I've done in my career, um, you know, I've been managed to, to create, you know, I, I've had my own, I, I moved here when I was 21 and with a backpack and 500 pounds, you know, wow. in, in the UK. And that was it, you know, so it was just like, because I was determined, I think I broke my leg. Unfortunately, I broke my leg when I was 19 and it kind of put paid to my career. Um, but I, it was that point. So I'm going to I'm going to move to the UK. And when I got a two year visa and they said, oh, you are, you're only allowed to stay for two years. Said, what if I would like it? And I want to go for, stay for more. Oh, you can't. He said. And I've been here for 26 years. I'm not illegal, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> So it just seems to have just, you know, that's just been the way that uh, that I've been, you know, um, and now I, I've, I believe, you know, that life is created. You create whatever you, whatever you wish, you know, what do you get out of this life? And you only get it once, you know. So, so yeah. So again, then I've done, let's say from there, I've, I've opened restaurants and I've had, um, you know, a, a, a heating company. You know, and, you know, all of them were, I kind of thrived on the fact that mo when the restaurant was closed, the heating company was in, gone bankrupt. You know, I kind of took things on almost like, um, almost like taking on an, an orphan or, uh, you know, like a, a child that needs a bit of sort of, you know, caressing and, and yeah, and then just, and just did it all like, you know, um, again, being self-employed for 26 years. So it's, it's just, it's kind of just, I don't know. I don't know where it's that point or I didn't know, but I think thinking about it's probably the first point. I want to ask a hypothetical question, John, that sure. I, I don't think I've asked any of our other guests yet, but it's, it just popped into mind. Where do you think you would be right now if you didn't have that badass in you? Hmm. Like clearly you're a self self-made man and, and, and I know people some people dislike that term because everyone has help, but in the terms of like making decisions on your terms, you're you're a self-made man from what I understand. If if that wasn't who John was, where would John be now? That's a good question. Um it just hit me. I'm like, well, John can take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um well, I can I can only answer it in the way that of, of my own experience, where 
I were I was in that place for a long time, um, where I I with my with my heating company, um, I took it to a point where you know I it needed to go, and I was I was kind of ready to move on. Um, probably about fifteen years ago, if I'm honest with you, um, and unfortunately at the time it was there was circumstances around um, my family and around uh, what other people wanted um, put me into a place where I didn't want to be um, and to sacrifice I think myself um, maybe sacrifice to, to a harsher word but but so I ended up going to, and becoming depressed because I wasn't being the person I wanted to be um so it actually happened <laughs> um and yeah i i become every depressed and i became a real introvert and and i didn't go out um i was overweight um drinking and yeah just netflix you know um and just and just and and, and i had major back pain and i just i would just i just felt i felt exhausted and i felt really i felt done you know, if I'm honest with you, you know, it was, um, so yeah, so I think that's where it would be if I didn't have that badass because it took a lot of courage to come out of that and not to conform. So, so when that stage of life hit, what was your new punch in the face to snap you out of it? Um, well, it was a book, if I'm honest with you. Um, I went on, it's just before COVID. Well, it was a year before COVID 2019. Um, and a book I was, I, I was, you know, I'd been on medication for a long time for both my, my depression and for my, my uh, acute back pain. Um, and the, the book that I read was called the courage to be disliked. Mm. Um, and that just made me to reframe everything about looking at how I see the world. And from that point was a change and looking into self-development and and personal development and how I can actually sort of be myself. Um, and that made some really, really uncomfortable conversations. Um, but it also meant that I can actually step into being my own self again even if it meant leaving people behind, which was difficult, but it's what I needed to do to grow. How, how did you find the courage to be disliked then? So can you share what was the most important message for you in the book, which really triggered you and where you said, okay, I have to take action. Because it yeah. sounds that you know you were in your depression, you were you had the back pain, you were overweight, so probably a bit passive in that situation. Oh yeah, yeah. And letting um, things happen and not really knowing what to do about it, and then you read this book, and I mean, it takes a big step, right, to take action. Then we all know that when we are in in this rabbit hole. Yeah. Um... So the, the reframe was, was that it's not about what I say, it's about how how the person receives it. And, and it's their issue. If they've got an issue with me, it's not me personally, it's their issue. So it's so it's being able to look at it rather than me trying to, because the biggest thing for me, I, I was trying 
didn't know what to say in case, because I didn't know how it was going to land. I didn't know how it was going to, um, I just got awfully dark in here all of a sudden. <laughs> um, uh, so I was really, I was worried about what the, the any particular um, conflict that was going to happen. So, um, so yeah, so to be, that, that's the sort of premise, premise of it is like looking at it, it's not about what I say, it's how it, how it lands with somebody. So again, it's, so the work that I've done and the work that I take my clients through as well, a, a lot of it is about, it's not about what, you know, it's, it's not about what somebody says to you. It's actually what, what meaning are you putting on those words? You know, it's like, you know, where, um, I give you an example, my, uh, my ex-wife may, you know, she may, I may come up with an idea. So I'd love to do this. And she'll go, oh yeah, but what about da, 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 da. Um, and I would go, oh, you're not supporting me. And that's none of the, none of that. That's, that's true at all. The truth is, is that she just looks at the world differently than I do. And I put meaning on what she said, whereas realistically that supportiveness was because I didn't have it when I was a child. So I've gone and I had to reframe that, you know, and, and look to, to not that those, so those triggers that we all get, um, to be able to, yeah, just to have a look at the gut and go, actually, you know, so this is the way you see the world. I see the world differently for us to, to, to be our, ourselves. It means we have to part and that's what ha had to happen in the end. Not that I liked it, not that I wanted it, but it was just the way it was. How did that change the communication with yourself? Um, as a greater level of awareness around it. So um, a lot of the times if I'm triggered um, or if I feel a trigger or somebody says something or I'll take some time, I'll take a pause and I'll go and I'll look into it and I go, hmm, what's triggered me? You know, and I'll maybe even go and meditate on that. Um, and look into that actually is it actually what that somebody said or that event or that what or is it something else is it something underneath the thing and generally it's something else and i can probably nine times out of ten it'll go back to you know my when i'm six year old and, and my father splits you know with my mother and those sort of situations because of the way i saw the world at the time you know um you know but uh as long as I can sort of see that, then um, I can reframe it and I can go, I mean, like, even like um, work now, um, I never, I don't work at all because the thing is with work, we all look at it and go, work is hard or you need to work hard. You know, everything's hard. It's like, why does it have to be? You know, so I change it. I change it. I call it, I go, I'm going to play. I'm just going to play because we all play games. So I create a game. I'm going to create a game about what I'm going to do today or how I'm going to talk to somebody or game with, with, with my clients as well. We create games, you know, um, because it's that that's, I love sport. And why do I love sport? Because we play games. We all, we all love this feeling of freedom because of that freedom is, is the, the, is, is, is without being judged. We can do what we want without being judged. And that's, I think, what we're all looking for. Don't know, did I answer your question there? <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
I'm, it's actually kind of a segue to what I was going to ask you um, about how do you support, like, being an inner badass um, doesn't necessarily come naturally or easy to people. And there's, you know, there's different uh, exercises, routines, practices that people can use to, you know, bolster their, you know, inner badass sort of thing. Um, And you mentioned about the meditation. uh, But are there any other um, uh, daily routines or weekly routines in your life that uh, have proven helpful to, uh, you know, keep keep on uh, fighting your fight as opposed to being pushed into someone else's arena. Yeah. I think it's, it's really important to, to, to bring your awareness to, to what's, what's going on and your actual feelings. Um, so, um, and yeah, there's a number of ways that I do that. Um, it's just a daily meditation, um, a daily journal. Um, and there's, there's three questions I ask myself uh, when I journal is like, what, what I notice, um, what am I, um, what am I, what do I appreciate? Now there's a distinction between appreciate and being grateful for, because appreciate is for what I, what I have and what I'm about to have and where I'm at rather than actually, because I found when I was grateful, I was being grateful for things that maybe were negative in my past, you know, um, because I, we all have a journey and it's part of that. But I found if I do, I appreciate stuff it it changes my, my, the way that I'm looking at the world, I look out the world. Um, and what do I choose to do today? So it's like everything that I do is I'm choosing to do it. I'm creating everything I do. So the, the other three things that I, that I certainly um, look on a daily basis, um, I do breath work as well. Um, so a bit of priming and stuff like that as well, um, as well as exercise, yoga, um, eating well, generally just looking after, you know, my, my body, but looking after my mind as well. So looking at my mind, body and spirit, you know, and, and my soul in, in here as well. And, and, um, yeah. And so it was a lot of reflectiveness. Um, and I never used to be, and this has been a trouble a ch- challenge for me is that I've never used to be really reflective. I always action, go forward, 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 forward. And I'm finding if the more I slow down, the faster I actually get. So, and and my mind as well, I, I believe I'm undiagnosed, but ADHD. And it kind of makes sense as well of those sort of things. And um, I think with an ADHD mind, we need to put in practices to slow it down because it'll just keep going and going. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, so that's probably my, my main things. Um, and to have a goal. You know, the reason uh, to do it all. Uh, being a depression survivor myself, I, mm-hmm. I know how dangerously insidious it can want to worm its way back into your life. Are there um, warning signs you, you watch out for, like in your own life? Or have you just been like so good that it hasn't been an issue for quite a oh, while? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people are lucky that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, no, no, and, you know, and, that, and that's the thing. I think that awareness is, is what's really key for that. Uh, I mean, to give you an example, right? You know, um, I I reflect back on a Sunday, then how the whole week's been, you know, on, okay. on that. 
and look, I go through my journals, how I felt, what's what's happened, you know, during the week and stuff like that. Um, and and to give you something even real, like on on Thursday, I think it was, um, I went and saw a client, and then on the afternoon, I was done. I literally I slept on the sofa all afternoon. Friday, I didn't do a thing. I just couldn't get into any gear. Um, Saturday was even just as bad. Um, I was like, what's going on here? Literally just, I just had no energy to do anything. Um, my eyes were tired. And then I looked back on my week on Wednesday, I spent from nine o'clock, literally from nine o'clock to nine o'clock. So 12 hours on a computer. So it's like, ah, that's what's done it. It just, I was just overtired from it, you know, and being overtired and I'm really conscious of my energy. If I don't look after my energy, then that's when the depression will, or signs or symptoms of yeah. self-doubt and, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy and, and uh, okay, I'm going to go and, and, and um, freeze, you know, and, and hide and, and hibernate away. Um, so it does it instinctively. So again, I'm really conscious about having to maintain or, or not protect my energy, but maybe aware of my energy and what sucks dry of it. So again, another little audit idea is, you know, what's, what's the, and this is from Rich Lipton, you know, the, the people, places and habits that drain you of energy, people, places and habits that fill you of energy. Um, and the ones that drain me, I've slowly just, you know, take them out of my life and only feel myself around great people like you two. <laughs> John, um, I know a bit about your story mm -hmm. and um, I think you went through quite a lot in your childhood, in your personal life, in your professional life. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to share a bit of that, especially okay. with regards to how could you avoid to become a victim of your circumstances? Mm. What did you do to not fall into that role or to come out of that role? Um, sorry. Um, I think that the, the, the challenging thing is, is that when you're in it and you're in that role, you don't know any different. So it's, it's, it's almost about reaching out to people who, who is not even in your circle, you know? Um, and if I'm perfectly honest with you, my belief is, is that, you know, I wouldn't be where I am now um if i had a coach i'd be in a different place because i think a coach what a coach does um not just champions you but be able to give you that perspective change that perspective and that's what brought me when i went to therapy um and i went to and started looking into books there's a different way of living because when you grow up and i grew up poor you know um or my my whole adult life was the intention was to not be like my father and not be poor 
you know, so I worked really, really hard, but I lost myself by doing that because I wasn't being me. So I think sometimes as you think, you got to ask yourself is that, you know, am I actually living these goals for me or is it for somebody else? That, that is critical. Absolutely critical. And, uh, I know for my, my own backstory, there were good chunks of my life where I was living it for my parents and, uh, it created the dreaded fixed mindset. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, the distinction is as well, which I think you've got to be really clear on as well as, as you can either be doing it because that's what they expect of you or you're doing it because you want to be the opposite of what you're, you're rebelling. You still, either way, yeah, either way you're, you're under still under not being control. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so you're still not being you. So it's really important to get, what do I really want? What do I like? What do I, you know, again, even, and this is even now how I'm creating my, my work and, and, you know, especially with, I think with entrepreneurs and stuff, people like that as well, you know, we seem to think that we have to work eight hours a day, you know, that our value, our worth is put on our, our title or our status that, you know, it's like you almost have to, have to say, oh, you know, if you only work an hour and a half, but you get like a day's wage type, day's wage again there we are this this is the, the language as well or you get an amount of money that somebody else gets for doing eight hours you've got to justify it where's the rules you know it's just the way that you actually uh, uh you see the world and that's so what's cool. help, what will help you the most john to become aware of it mm. And to get out of it, to change things. Well, it's been a, what year are we in now? 2023? <laughs> um, four years, and I'm still doing it, um, if I'm honest with you. It's, it's a gradual thing, you know, um, and a lot of courage. You know, again, that's that's the big word for me, is there's a lot of courage. Um, and people supporting you. You know, to say that, do you know what, it's, it, for some people may not like it, but if it's right for you, then that's okay. You know, and, and I guess, again, being, you know, you're in a badass, it's just, it's following what's true to you inside. That's, that's where it comes from. It's not about saying F you to everyone else in the world, you know, I'm going to do it my way. It's about being true to yourself, you know, and what feels good for you and what's, you know, how are you going to actually, you know, um, look at yourself in the mirror every morning, you know, and not want to, you know, numb yourself with various different, you know, alcohol or Netflix or porn or sex or, you know, even exercise sometimes, you know, um, whatever it is, you know, um, actually look at yourself and go, do you know what? I, I really like myself. I like me. <laughs> Which requires that you know a bit about who is me, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think I think many people and many of us, me included, I had lost connection to myself. So coming back to this point of what do others expect of me from me, you know, following someone else's path rather than mine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it took me quite a while until I realized that, become aware of it, and then find a way out of it or find my path again. Mm. So I guess you use these tools, which you mentioned before, right? Meditating, journaling. Is there anything else for you which is super important, which you don't, which you didn't do for years and then you redetected it for yourself? If I'm honest with you, I think the first thing that comes up for me is people. But really, the right, I say the right, the, the, you know, my, my, you know, this all about my tribe, you know, when you find my tribe, um, is that that's, that's what it is. You know, it's around finding the right people who, who are aligned with you. And, and knowing that, that you, you know, you look, you're not going to be the right person for everybody. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to be everyone's friend, you know, that's okay. So imagine one of our listeners resonating with your story mm-hmm. and they're going, geez, I wish I could do what he did. Mm. What's, what is the payoff for, for, for yourself personally, for embracing your inner badass, making these major changes the last, I guess, almost four years. Mm. What's, what, why, like, are you better off being your inner badass self or would you have been better off playing it small and safe and, and in your comfort zone? Uh, no, I mean, if I was, if I was, uh, and I, I watched this the other, uh, the other day I was watching a, a podcast or, or as, an, as, in a, as in a group program actually. And, um, and the coach actually, um, you know, put it to the person it's like you know it's actually selfish playing small you know if you're playing small then you know you've got so much to give you know to the world um playing small is being selfish and it's really important to just ask for help whichever way that may, may be, whether it be therapy, whether it be coaching, whether it be your mates. And sometimes your mates, if they're telling you something that you think is not sitting right, then they're not your mates. In, in your deepest, darkest moment, where did that courage come from? I mean, I know courage is a big deal for any any life transformation, uh, speaking from experience. And I know we have some similar background issues with, with that. So just kind of curious where you found your, when, when the light was darkest, what, what did, what did, did you grab onto something? Was it something internal? The, the biggest thing I think was I didn't want to hurt my children. And it's like, what am I modeling, you know, for my children? And, you know, um, I haven't told many people this, but you know, that was when I actually, I don't even know if my children know this, but um, I will tell them after this. <laughs> um, it's as you know, I had, um, you know, I had a, a noose around my neck, you know, and that was the thought was like, I can't leave my children knowing that, um, you know, I left this way. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I needed to, you know, I needed to start looking at 
looking after me and, and seeing how I can be for me, you know. Um, so it was my children, if I'm honest with you, you know. And and that meant, again, if it meant then I had to leave the family home to become who I am so I can be me, to be the best version for my children, then, then that's what I had to do. It's been difficult. It's been hard. It's, it's you know, going through a divorce is not easy um, for children, for the parents, for anybody. Um, but it's what I had to do. So because you were you and, and did what you had to do, you're alive today yeah. and still able to be a father to your children. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And support so many other people now as well. Yeah. You know, um, and to do this and to actually share my story about it because it's, it's, there is, there is another way, you know, I think that's the thing is we all, well, not all, I saw, you know, that there's only this way of, you know, you work until you're 40, you know, till you're, till you're 65 and then you got 11 years to go and enjoy your life, you know, and I was like 40 and I was broken. You know, I was 45, 10, 45, and I was just like miserable. You know, I had, I had, had, you know, we had a nice house. We're doing five-star hotel, you know, holidays, and I had a company, but I was, I slept all day on Saturday. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. see my kids. I had no energy for them. Yeah. You know, I was broken. Um, so I was like, you know, yeah, you get all of this money. And, and I saw that, and this to be my, my, my shift at the minute that I'm working on at the moment was that. You know, I saw money as, as pain. You know, money just brought me pain. Whereas I'm, I'm shifting that at the moment where it's because it's not, it's actually, I can bring a lot of pleasure with, with, with money. Um, but that's the thing that, so that's why I was like trying to get rid of everything that was bringing me pain. And that was one of them. So, you know, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, if there's other ways you can run your business and company to make sure that you can look after yourself first. And then, and then everything else from there. But we're taught and we're, we're messaged and conditioned to, you know, put everyone else first. You know, if you do anything for yourself, then you know you're selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. Whereas it's just like, and I love this analogy, and it always, it's always, I always bring it up because it always, you know, it's like when you go on a on a, on a plane and they say, you know, go through the safety procedures, you know. In case of emergency, the oxygen mask comes down. You know, always put on your own mask first before helping you, even your kids. And even as a as a parent, you think, "Oh no, I'm going to help my kid first. But you're not going to be able to help them if you can't breathe yourself. You know, if you're dead, you're not going to be able to help them. So it's it's so important, you know, to try and look to set your own, work out what works for you that fills you with energy. Set some boundaries, set some guidelines, speak to your loved ones and actually, you know, create a world that you want to live in. So, so how does that world look like today, John? Well, how looks your world you want to live in and where you serve others? Because I yeah, well, so, so the world, the world that I live in, um, is uh, and I've just moved to a new apartment. Literally looking at, and I keep looking up. I don't even know if I'm looking at the camera or not because um, <laughs> um, because I, I see it over the harbour. I've, I've just moved into a new place in Plymouth here now um, on the waterfront. You know, I've put everything around me um, to create a life that I that I want to live. So 
Um, I have a, a gym and the sea literally 500 yards away. Um, I've got a co-working space there as well. I'm in a, I'm in a couple of um, cohorts around here that support local businesses. I also support um, the local YMCA as well and mentor uh, the youngsters there as well. Oh, wow. And 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 again these life skills that that they sort of you know unfortunately they just miss um they're not educated you're not taught about it um especially about communication you know nobody's taught how to communicate properly you know or just communicate full stop you know what i mean so um so that's and that's you know and i just i work um you know five hours a day um depending on and but i vary it you know, I make sure that I vary it. I'm not, as I said, you know, I make sure that I'm not on here all, all the time, which I have been before. Um, and say, sometimes, sometimes you get sucked into it. Sometimes it's so easy to just keep finding, you know, wanting to to find more information and um, and yeah, and and I and I and I, my clients, you know, are, are really ambitious uh, professionals who again you know are burnt out or they're tired or they're, they haven't got any time for themselves you know and they want more money they want more time they want more freedom they want more fulfillment especially going into a, to a um when you're an entrepreneur and you go into your own business you know the biggest sort of lie i guess is like oh you've got oh, you've got loads of time to yourself when you're when you own your own business you can do what you like you know there's nobody that's not the case you know it's not the case at all you know um you know you 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 got to do far more than what actually people see um so yeah helping them to actually be able to really look at how they can have that energy and do more in a less period of time you know so increase the leverage um and then also then you know so you can increase your legacy as well and create a legacy of actually what do you want to leave behind um, and that's generally that's the next stage then in in one's life, in my opinion, in my belief, is that you know when we get to sort of our age, when we've when we've done our age, my age, I'm 48. I don't know how old you guys are. Um, you know, it's like the next stage is like okay, so you know, is this going to be all for nothing, or you know, what am I doing this for? So that's the the sort of thing that, um, and and how can I then let it keep it going. There's a client of mine um, that, you know, he's coming to retirement age, but he feels like he can't let the, the business go because he's the one with all the contacts. So it's like, okay, how can we actually, you know, work this out so he can step away without again, feeling, without going, you know, it's his baby, you know, without it actually going crumbling to the floor, you know, mm. a workout transition. For that, so so yeah, so it's it's really great fun, and we're down in the sunniest place in the UK. If you could, if there is a sunny place, and I was just about to to ask you, John, how important do you think is it to be at geographically to be at the right place? Mm, um yeah because i think you moved a couple of times right and i mean you you came from new zealand to the uk yeah, yeah. quite a while ago yeah still legal but <laughs> as you mentioned before but how, how important is it 
for you, but what do you also see with your clients for them to, to be surrounded by something which inspires them? Yeah, um, I think na nature is really, really important part to, to connect to actually because we're only a speck, you know, we're only a bit of dust on this whole planet and we're only here for a short period of time and it can really help ground you. Um, so that's really important. And even if you're in a city, um, you know, to find a place to just to appreciate what's in front of you, you know, even if it's a bird or if it's, you know, to be able to see that and actually have that level of appreciation, again, appreciation, awareness um, is really important. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, New Zealand, I mean, this is the thing is interesting because I, I went home to New Zealand in December and I love New Zealand, but the great thing about New Zealand is the worst thing about New Zealand is that it's miles away from anywhere and there's hardly any people there. So it's either for you it's for, or it's not, you know. Um, and for me, it's just not. And that's okay, you know. Um, and I think the key, the key thing is, is that what's really important is not to put all your hopes on uh, going somewhere and thinking it's going to change. You know, I think it's what's really important is go, okay, this is where I want to be. Great. But if I was there, how would I, how would I behave? How do I act? Well, act like that now. If you can act like that now, then, and you start creating it. You know, 12 months ago, I was, didn't even know I was going to be here. But I said to myself, I said, because I, I stayed on the Royal William Yard here. Um, and I said, I'm going to, one day, <laughs> I'm going to live here. I'm going to have an apartment here. Um, I'm going to have a boat in the harbour. And um, I'm going to have, have an office in there as well. And that was my sort of like, um Roll on 12 months. The only thing I haven't got is boat at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask, okay, when yeah. you see see the harbor, do you see your boat? No, not yet. <laughs> no, but but it's but again, it's it's a it's a vision, it's a dream, and it's it yeah. got me in action. Yeah. You know, it made things working to go yeah. forth, you know. Um, and it was to say, I didn't move here straight away, I've only been here a couple of weeks, you know, in another place I was there some somewhere else and the energy wasn't right for me as well again about people places you know that energy order they go okay if it's not right for me where would be okay what what lights me up what what's what's a what would a great average day be like that's you know you look at that and go, oh, great every day i can go down to a harbor i can have a cup of coffee i can get to the water the water is really important to me you know i think that the mountain is really important for you you know, yeah. you know that that's you know so it's like what's really important for you you know um and um yeah the i found the and i that's you know make the best of what you've got but also then inspire to go and be where you want to be because it, it doesn't matter where you are you can do it you know some way shape or form it may take two years it may take 10 years it may take two months you know a few years back um i was convinced that once my last remaining parent passed that I was going to pack up shop and move actually possibly to New Zealand because I was mm -hmm. in demand there, my, my other profession. And also, I also was working with uh, some people in Texas for doing some real estate work. And I'm like, well, I, I like it. I really like it down there as well. You know, I, I could live down there. Um, and I, I just had this in my head that, you know, it would be, everything would be better. 
And as I was doing this, the personal development work and, and learning to you know become a coach and all that, I realized that it's not where I am that's the underlying. It's it's not where I am that's causing the problem. It's my attitude towards the things around me, and if I don't work on me, I can make Texas horrible. I can make New Zealand suck. You know, it's amazing what you can do when when your attitude and your perspective are are wrong. So when you were talking about, you know, the importance of realizing it's not where you are, but more who you are and what you are, uh, that, that matters. Not that not like your environment does matter. I'm not saying it doesn't, but ultimately it doesn't matter as much as some people say it does. Like you, you can see people on, on YouTube saying, oh, well, we moved to, to Holland and now all our, our life is, you know, roses and tulips and it, it's, uh, everyone's so friendly and, we it didn't like the whatever it was in the country they were, were there before. And I'm just like, well, maybe, uh, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> so. I, I, you know, I, I think that the trouble is, is that wherever you go, you're always with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I yeah. think I, I, I wrote this down. I watched a, um, a, a podcast. I think it was a, um, a Tom Bayou, I think it is, you yep. know, impact theory, impact watching, theory. watching him. And, um, and he, and this is really st stuck with me is the only thing that matters is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And that really stuck with me. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's right because you take yourself with you wherever you go still for me it helped me so much to become who I am today by having moved to Switzerland to a country I love to a place I love where I see the mountains where I'm surrounded by a landscape which inspires me mm -hmm. where I just can do my skiing my hiking my my stuff you know and um, yeah, that's probably the same for you, John, living at the sea. Yeah. I, so I, it's, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with you, Tom, that it's not everything, but it does its part. Yeah, it, it is something. Yeah. 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 And, and yes. And, you know, and if you feel it in yourself that, you know, it's, it's, um, I think the real, the real, the thing is, I think what, tends to happen and i think this happens to a lot of people they'll go somewhere on a holiday and mm -hmm. the way that they feel on a holiday is how they think they're going to feel every day there and that's mm -hmm. the disconnect yeah. you know whereas you know if you actually go somewhere and you live there for a period of time or if you can't or you find out more information you know you just don't go on holiday you know there then you've got an idea of actually what is it that's making a difference what's what's different to where you are you know um, you know, and, and, you know, I know, you know, I, I find it when I was on my way back from the plane on the plane to New, from New Zealand, um, there was, there was a couple there from you come back to the UK, just been out there said, Oh, we're going to immigrate out there because we want to go when the kids are young, because we think it'd be better for the children. And it's really funny, isn't it? Because I mean, I grew up then I didn't think it was really good for me at all. I found more opportunities here. You know, so it's it's just a perspective, isn't it? A way mm -hmm. you where you see see or how you see the world. Um, you know, again, it just depends on how, how you how you want to play. You know, um, 
Yeah, I mean, my, my partner, she's, she's um, you know, um, from Friday Harbour, uh, which is from off of Seattle. Um, and she's been working in Texas for a long time. Now she lives over the UK here with me. Well, not with me, but, you know, um, in Cornwall. And, but she's created it because, you know, she had to live in Texas for work and all the rest of it. But now with COVID and all the rest of it, she can work over here. You know, so it's um, it's it's about being where you want to be. You know, there's some great things about Texas and and about you know everything's you know there's some stuff there's available for it, and then, but there's some stuff here that's that's you can't get there and vice versa. I had to prove to my Texas friends that not everything is bigger in Texas. <laughs> uh, one friend flying up, I made sure he landed in the lower peninsula of Michigan so I could take him across the Mackinac Bridge and I, and show him where Lake Huron, uh, Michigan, and essentially superior kind of meat. It's a huge expanse of water, and the bridge is five miles long. And they have nothing like that in Texas, nothing nearly mm -hmm. as big as that in terms of water. And when we're crossing the bridge, I turn him and go, yeah, and this is the narrow part. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as I say, it's you know there is some you know let's say that you know some places in the world that that aren't particularly nice. I you know I get it, and it's it's you know, um, but there's also there's people in those places of the world that don't always have to stay there as well. You know, um, and it, you know this may get backlash, may not. I, I you know it doesn't matter because it's just the way I see the world. You know. Um, if I choose to not be where I am, then that's what I choose. I, I actively go out and work out how I can actually do that. Um, I think I I remember hearing something, I think Oprah Winfrey on an Oprah Winfrey show about this this one girl who she remembered um, who was in Africa somewhere, ended up going over to the States to get a degree, you know, and then she put, I think she put a, a a goal or a message in a tin and buried it and then went over and, and went to the states to get a degree but you know she came from nothing but she made something how she made it work she made it work you know if it takes six years to do something it's that other people take three it doesn't matter you know you're still doing it still making it work because that's the fulfillment the process not that so much the outcome the journey so, so how do you help your clients, John, to make things work? Perspective. The perspective. The thing is, they'll, they'll see things in one way, in the way that they see the world. So I provoke their thinking. I mess with their thinking and I, I yeah, I help them look at a different perspective. And, and to see that the world can be in a different way. And that's, in a nutshell, once you, st once you shift that perspective, then the whole world changes. The whole world's change. Um, and, it's, and, and it's amazing that, you know, that like one of my, uh, a, young, a young girl, she's only 22, uh, Lara, that, that was working with me. And, you know, she was just about to buy a house and get a mortgage and, um, st stick in her council gym job and all the rest of it. And 
after sort of speaking to her and all that stuff, that was her parents, you know, that was what her parents thought was the right thing to do, you know. But she didn't want to do any of that. She wanted to live live in a in a in a um, container, you know, a, a tiny house, you know, with her horses, um, and be outside all the time, you know. So, and from that, she she's gone and she started her own business. Um, up from that, she's been to Bali and done a yoga course and all the rest of it as well. Um, and she's just absolutely flying. Um, so that that's that's what that's the difference to actually. And then she, she's just so much more you know fulfilled that fulfilling fulfillment is there. Um, you know, and you know, people just don't seem to look at inside what they really want. And that's what I, that's what I really dig out. I dig out what's really important to them that they don't even know that's there, mm. you know, and elicit that and then get them to dream as big as they, they can dream 10 times bigger than they think they can, you know, and then we take tiny steps to, to, to make it happen. Um, yeah, and it's, it's great fun. Mm. Does that mean you, you mainly work one-to-one? -one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um that that's how i like it if i'm honest with you um i i believe you know <clears throat> you know there's there's coaching programs out there you know and there's a place for that and that's that's fine um but i believe personally i think everybody's unique and is individual so create something together with them that works for them you know um some people might work with me for um for 12 months some people might only work for me for three um, I've, I've, I've got a, um, a leader, um, a director who wants to be a CEO. Um, she's been with me for six months, you know, um, and creating a world so she can actually be the best that she can be, you know, um, and she's, she's incredible because, you know, she's a mum as well. Her husband works away, you know, she's, she's, you know, in, in this, this company that's, that's her, she's the sixth generation of this company, you know, trying to take it into the, the, you know, the next 115 years. Um, and, and she's just incredible, but the unfortunate thing for her to really perform to how she can be, she needs to create some space for herself. So we worked out a plan to actually create some space for her, some time for her, how can she actually not react and, and get triggered um and and then to to really appreciate being with her family when she's with her family you know because because this is the thing is and realize this is what she's doing all for so her kids can have another you know time and her kids and you know they could you know it's it's a legacy yeah, yeah. so love love leverage legacy are the three things that that you know i work on love leverage and legacy mm. i like that it was <laughs> my, my belief is that that that's a fulfilled life you should call it your uh, l cubed formula for <laughs> for life yeah l cubed for life or something like that yeah yeah uh, but yeah i mean that that's that and that's my belief you know it's say you know you know, love is, is, and this is the thing with, with our relationships, you know, it's, it's, again, I work with people in relationships. It's funny, isn't it? Because when you've been rubbish at them, like I have, <laughs> you discover how to really become really good at them, 
you know, um, you find out ways. You look at your research, and, and that's what I've done. You know, I've discovered actually how how you how you can actually have a a really open, communicative, you know, um, open and honest um, and compassionate relationship with somebody. You know, your leverage is the next thing. Is how can you actually not do? You know, how can you use all your knowledge that you do to actually not have to work so much? So. There's your leverage and legacy is like, what are you going to leave behind? How are you going to leave something behind? What is it? You know, and it's th those three, and and could because all you're on the, you, you're on this journey, and it's just like it's just so it's so much fun then because you got that perspective of of why you're doing it. Wow, <laughs> that's quite quite the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast. You, you truly have embraced your inner badass. And I, and I really do hope people listening uh, pick up on the fact that uh, the fear that you face and the courage required to work through it um, is worth the final result of, of being a happier, truer version of yourself, pretty much. And I, I, I don't know anyone as of yet that personifies it better than you so far. So thank you very much. I haven't met everyone yet, obviously, but you know, I've met <laughs> quite a few people through coaching and, and uh, personal development and, and all that. Um, I, I just want to end with a, uh, a little, little thought. You mentioned that you really found that book becoming comfortable with, what was that title again? The Courage to be Disliked. Courage to be Disliked mm -hmm. was the game changer for you. Mm -hmm. And for me, strangely, this is going to sound really silly, but it's just how, how, how random sometimes that message comes to you. It was literally, I was on a um, plane flying from Detroit to Boston for a, a course in my, my day job. And you know, the airlines, some of them have little magazines you can flip through mm -hmm. and there was an ad and this, this guy who, you know, has like, you know, probably $2,000 silk suit on the white grandfather hair. And he actually was a Canadian, which made me pay attention a little bit more, uh, Bob Proctor. And he said, he basically says, create your own economy. And that just like, Cause like, you know, it was a time with some economic, I think it was around 2008, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it just, um, really, um, I'm just like, I want to, I want to learn more about what this guy's either smoking or thinking either way. I want more. <laughs> so that, that's what kind of changed it for me. But, uh, well, the, and, and here's another thing that I can, I can leave you with is that, you know, most people on their deathbed are never afraid of dying. I'm afraid they haven't lived. Yeah, very true. I don't think that applies to the people in this this chat room right now. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like you I know, know. You would think but a like, lot, a lot have. Yeah, like yeah, it's you know? really sad. But that's the thing. So you think of, of whatever age you are. It's like you've got loads of time left. It doesn't matter how you know because you've got tomorrow. Mm -hmm. you live how you want to live. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No regrets. Badass. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. That's a Absolutely. very nice final word. 
Yeah, I th- I agree. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Again, John, thank you so much. Bridget, thank you so much for thank uh, you, co-hosting. I couldn't do thank it without you. So, uh, yeah, until next time, people, this has been Finding Your Inner Badass with Tom and Bridget. John, thanks again for being on the show. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Okay, now we're going to record our intro. Don't go. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. (coughs) How was that? Okay. That was was awesome. Thank you. Thanks, John. And good. I sometimes feel like I, I catch myself and I'm talking too quickly, but it's just the way yeah. I am. So I just, you gotta be you. Just exactly. How it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just something I'm learning. I'm trying to, I'm trying to slow my sort of, you know, voice down a bit, but. So how would you like to be introduced uh, as a coach, entrepreneur, life coach, business coach? Well, what I'm using at the moment is a thought partner. Thought partner. Thought partner, trusted advisor, coach. That's what I'm being using at the moment. Okay. So, John, I, I remember last time we spoke, you had a couple of new ideas. Mm. What happened to them? What are you actually working on right now? Yeah. Um, well, I've got a recalibration retreat um, wow. coming very soon. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great. You know, I've been on retreats. Um, we've all been on a on a retreat, one way, shape, or form. Um, very similar. Um, but what I found with retreats is that is that you can either go on on like ones we've gone on. You know, to find some deep coaching, um, some transformational ones. You can go on to yoga retreats. You can go and do some breath work. You can you know loads of different ones. But what I found is that actually they're all really great in their own right i thought what what if what if they're all can do it all together in one you know what if you had a weekend where you did where you spent you know some some had some deep coaching you did some group work you you um you had some yoga to to really get you you know your body moving you know you looked at your intentions for how you look at the world and how you want to see it to the world what do you want out of out of life um you know, to be able to then do some deep breath work, you know, a bit like Wim Hof, you know, the old Wim Hof techniques, you know, um, and actually have a rebirthing, you know, how can you actually, you know, incorporate all of those? Um, so that's what I've created. Um, and it's in Cornwall here and it's literally, we're in geodomes, you know, literally looking over the sea, um, <laughs> short walk to the, to the sea so we can have a dip as well um and and it's just a really great environment to, to then come together to to recalibrate your life um and the, the purpose of recalibration for me is is i looked up the word and i looked i love etym- etymology um and it's about, about changing your status you know it's an old greek word for status calibration you know um so it's about changing your state. So it's like if, if you're not sort of, if, if you're not, again, like I was, not happy with where I was, you know, this will give you all the tools because also as well what it will give you, it gives some grounding practices to take away and you go away, you know, rather than go away and then go, oh, that was great. I feel really, really amazing. Um, and then two weeks later, you're back in the old grind, you know. Um, because also you get some ongoing support from, from myself as well. Um, to that go through the, very, you know, sorry, that, that sounds very powerful that the, 
especially with the ongoing support. So when is your next retreat, John? And how can people get a hold of you to learn more? So the next retreat's on the 9th to the 12th of June. Um, so in about, I think it's two months time, I think it is, um, just under. Um, so there's only, it's only limited to 10 people. Um, so there's only a few spots left. It's only limited to 10 people. Cause again, I wanted it really intimate. Um, if you lose any, any more than that, then you just lose the impact, you know, from that and the value you get from it. So it's, it's, um, it's really intimate. Um, um, and to get hold of me, then it's again, any John Murcott.co.uk. Um, you can go on there. There's a link in there as well to the retreat. Um, or I'm on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, uh, Instagram, but I don't tend to use Instagram that much to be perfectly honest with you. So, um, but yeah, LinkedIn or, or, or Facebook. Um, and, uh, but there is another John Murcott as well. I discovered who lives in, in New York, um, in Long Island, <laughs> um, <laughs> who, uh, I've been chatting to last week. <laughs> so so yeah, <laughs> don't, don't mistake us for each other, but, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, get in touch and, and see if, see if it's the right thing for you. Sounds great. Cool.